What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the shift. Nick Ernsthold tried to give me a good countdown there. I it was did not awful. get a good one. It was awful. It's okay. But I am trained. Look, we both work in the radio industry. We are both trained uh, to adapt when we need to. So I adapted there. See, the but problem hell- is, the problem is when you just click the button, it just starts. So there's no countdown. Right. It just goes. And okay. like, it, it, t- it could take a minute or so. Yeah, like, I don't know how long it's going to. That's, that's on stream. we go live. Let's so, go stream yeah. Yeah. But shout out to StreamYard for, as well because our <laughs> platform that we're able to use. So, Nick, how you doing today? First and foremost, I got to be respectful to you. I got to have manners. How are you? I am fantastic, Francisco. Uh, you know, second second show already. Like, we're already here. We're already in the into our second one. We've already done two multiple shows now. Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited, man. We're on our way. We got another great show coming next week, too. But, hey, we're right here right now. We still have a lot to talk about. Hell yeah. So it's a good thing you mentioned that. Just a little teaser. Teaser. Starting start start of next week, most likely, before it starts for sure. We're going to have a world baseball classic preview show before it starts. We're psyched for it. Um, I can't wait. The US, hopefully, hoping for a win, but overall hoping for a good a great world baseball classic. Um, but let's stick to major league baseball today, Nick, because obviously. Um, there's a lot of, you know, there's a couple of bad, ba- bad news, a couple pieces of bad news. Um, there's also some, some, uh, great things to look forward to, um, on today's show and, you know, with, uh, you know, major league season coming up, but Nick, bef- you know, we're going to do our, you know, our, our next, uh, piece of, uh, divisional outlooks later in the show. We're going to get to that. Um, but first we got to start with the bad news. Sometimes you got to get the bad out of the way. Um, but I do want to spend a few minutes on this, Nick, um, and talk about a really unfortunate situation. Um, I, I think especially it was going to be a huge piece uh, for the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, going into the season, especially with the San Diego Padres, um, you know, locking up Manny Machado now, um, you know, Tatis coming back. The Padres are looking, excuse me, like, like a juggernaut coming off the season, you know, uh, where they were in the NLCS, the Dodgers unfortunately lose Gavin Lux. Uh, it was a base running injury, I believe, and it comes out. Uh, I think it came out yesterday. Dave Roberts uh, told the media that Gavin Lux is out for the season uh, with I think it was a right torn ACL, I believe. Yeah, and, and he, bull- he also yeah, go ahead. yeah, it was also some of his uh, LCL. He had some damage there too, so it was it was a brutal injury, brutal. Yeah. Supremely brutal, and uh, I don't know if you caught any of his. Um, he talked to the press, I believe, yesterday, and man, he was extremely emotional. How could you not? He was talking about like, man, it's everyone's dream, um, you know, to play uh, shortstop for the Dodgers, and it's a really, really unfortunate situation. Man, he was, he was very emotional, like I said, and the Dodgers, man, moving forward, I don't know. I, I guess you know they signed Miguel Rojas. Um, you know, you have Chris Taylor, who's a very versatile player. He's proven that he can be an all-star in the past, but the the Dodgers were counting on Lux and I was too. If you look at his numbers this past season, it seems like he, you know, he had taken, you know, a step up from his first few years in the big leagues. And, you know, it seemed like he was really ready for a breakout season. I think all, all the Dodgers fans were and all, all of us baseball fans in general, you know, Gavin Lux is, you know, has been one of the more, exciting prospects in baseball, uh, you know, coming up, uh, you know, over the last three or four years. And Nick, this is just gutting. I, I, I guess, you know, the Dodgers usually have in the past have relied on depth, but I, I just don't know what they're going to do. I guess you rely on Miguel Rojas, um, Chris Taylor. He's probably going to split time there um, between shortstop and the outfield. But like, this is first off, I, I want to get your thoughts though, Nick, when, when you heard of this news, when you heard he was out for the season, you know, what What were your initial thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this is a big loss uh, for the Dodgers. I mean, Lux batted 276 last year, uh, has really come into his own. He's still a very young player, 25 years of age. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a stinger. I mean, to be out for the entire season and like what, we're only a couple games in into spring training right now, and, and he has to go down with an injury, not just an ACL tear, but like I mentioned before, partially the LCL was damaged too. So, I mean, this is a, a legit serious injury for him going forward in his career. Hopefully he can bounce back uh, going forward in, into the future of his 
um, career with the Dodgers. But man, I mean, last year he played 129 games, played really well, 471 plate appearances. It, he was solid last year for this team. And you know, after losing Corey Seager, after losing Trey Turner, I mean, yeah. now it was his time to shine, right? In that Dodger lineup. So, you 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 know, to have him now go down, uh, I think this is a big loss. And, you know, with the emergence of the San Diego Padres, I mean, they, they made it to the NLCS last year against those Phillies. So, uh, I mean, they're on their way. They re-signed Manny Machado. They made a lot of moves in the offseason. And I know we're going to get into the NL and AL West uh, later in the show. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, the, the Padres are coming along and to lose one of your top players, young players in, in Lux. This is this is a huge loss uh, for the for the Los Angeles Dodgers. So, I, I mean, going forward, yeah, do they go go with, with, with Rojas? Does Mookie Betts play a little more infield? Do they mix and match mm-hmm. uh, defensively? You know, I, you, we'll wait and see. I mean, but the Dodgers, I think they're still really talented. They're still going to compete for a division title in, in a playoff spot. Um, but man, to lose Lux like that after, you know, he had a really good year last year. He, he's coming into his own and, you know, with, with losing Trey Turner, it was, it was his time to shine at shortstop. And now uh, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And, and it, correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, this seems like, I, I guess the type of off season they had that the Dodgers didn't go out really and get anybody like huge household names. Like JD Martinez, I guess was the biggest one. They lost Justin Hayward. Turner. Hayward. Yeah, I, I guess Hayward's swing. Rojas. Looks, they're talking about Hayward's. I, I guess Miguel Rojas that was a good look. Miguel Rojas, a really, really good defensive player, but his bat hasn't been there, at least lately. Um, I, I think I read uh, earlier today that he has a career 672 OPS plus or OPS. And uh, last year he had an OPS just above 600. So, um, you know, Miguel Rojas getting a little older, maybe. Um, that obviously hasn't stopped him defensively, but man, like I'm looking at the Dodgers lineup and I'm like, okay, it's Mookie. Um, it's Freddie. It's, uh, it's Max Muncie. I, I have it in front of me here in the roster resource from Fangraphs. graphs. Uh, Will Smith, great hitter. JD Martinez really not getting any younger. He doesn't have the type of power that he had a couple of years ago with the Red Sox. Still a good hitter though. Um, you brought in David Peralta, like Peralta, He's a nice player, but I don't I don't love David Peralta. Um, and then you got Trace Thompson, Vargas, uh, who's one of their you know highly touted prospects. And then you have Miguel Rojas. There's just like, and I I get it. They do have the number one, at least according to uh, the Athletic, uh, Keith Law. That they have the number one, uh, you know, farm system in baseball. But I just don't. That I was looking through their top ten list. It's not like there's a whole bunch of shortstops there either. They have. They have this guy, uh, Yanni Hernandez, who they picked up. They're not ready. That's what I'm saying. They're They're not not ready. ready. Not for this season. This is, is, for me, I'm looking at the Dodgers, and I'm like, man, like you said, we're going to get into it later, but how are they going to really – I mean, it's tough, man. It's just – I really wanted to start off the show with this because, man, I I think a lot of us fans were really, really, uh, you know, ready for Gavin Lux to break out, and it just sucks. I mean, you know, get well soon, and, you know, hopefully – He's ready for the get back come next year, you know? Yeah, I mean, losing losing Trey Turner, losing Justin Turner, no more Bellinger. I mean, he didn't provide much offensively, but, I mean, it, it doesn't seem like the Dodgers are this gigantic powerhouse as they may have once been before in years past. I mean, especially now losing Lux. I mean, the depth isn't as, I think, as isn't as, as much as it was in years past. Right. So, yeah. I, I think losing Lux, this is a big loss because he's such a young player. He was on the rise. And to have such a, a gigantic injury like an ACL tear, I mean, the, that, that's a serious injury. I mean, we, we see these across, we see these type of injuries across sports. Um, so, yeah, I mean, losing Lux, I mean, losing Seeger and Turner in the past two years to free agency and now Lux to injury, I mean, they're just having a lot of trouble at shortstop. So it's going to be imperative for Rojas to step up. I'm very curious to see how they mix and match that infield throughout the entirety of the season this year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. So, um, yeah, get well soon, uh, Gavin. And we're all, we're all pulling for you, um, you know, for the, for the get back next year, just like, like I told you before the show, just kind of how Dustin may went down, um, just about a year or two ago. And now he's back. Um, and hopefully better than ever for, for him as well. So, you know, speed of recovery to Gavin. Um, so let's, obviously we have to get into this, 
uh, Nick. Hence the name of the show, The Shift. Um, again, uh, <laughs> obviously, we're going going to beat that dead horse until it's until it is maybe not even no longer dead. Maybe it, we're going to revive it. So we're 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 not we're never going to stop beating that dead horse, right, Nick? No, no. I mean, we we're going to talk about this. I think it's just going to be a storyline uh, just throughout the entirety of the season. Um, people are very fascinated by the rule changes this year. Um, and they're already seeing the effects of it already. I mean, first day of spring training, first game played, you're already seeing the effects of the pitch timer. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, this is going to be a storyline for a while. It might die down as the season rolls along and people get used to it, but you're still going to be talking about, it, especially if games are ending on the pitch timer. So an automatic strike, automatic ball. So, you know, I, I it's going to be talked about for sure. Yeah, shout out to you know what I, I want to say, and I want to. I don't know who the Red Sox uh, TV guy is that called that Red Sox Braves uh, ending to the. Uh, just for anyone who doesn't know, Red Sox and Braves, uh, full count, bases loaded, uh, ninth inning, two outs, of course, and I forget who was up to bat. It doesn't matter. It was spring training. Who cares? Um, and the game ended on a on a, uh, a pitch timer violation from the hitter and the game was over. And I, and I love the way that the Red Sox announcer uh, or commentator, uh, you know, c- kind of went through that. And he's like, wow, like, look at that baseball in 2023. Did, yeah, I'm sure you saw it right Nick. You saw, no, you of saw course the, I did. No, I know you saw it, but you, did you hear the, uh, the call? Yes. Yes, I did. Awesome. He was going nuts. It was a great call. It was a great call. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're seeing it for the first time, you, you're going to get excited like that. I mean, when I called games down in Wilmington last year, there, there wasn't a game that ended on, on an automatic strike or automatic ball, but I did see innings and in big situations with runners on second and third, uh, it's like a one-run game. I, I've seen that happen. So this is what's going to happen this year. You're going to see situations like this. Players forget. And you know, before we recorded this podcast, Carlos Correa I was up to bat against Andrew Painter in his first spring training start. He started walking away from from the from the batter's box and forgot he has to be back in there before, and looking at the pitcher with eight seconds to go. So they're still getting used to it. They're so baseball is such a routine thing for these players. Like they're 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 creatures of habit. They they're in their routines. They have to now break them this year. The thing something they've done for years and years and years. They have to break. I love it. And yeah, I'm like, Nick, you knew this already. I texted you during the Derek Hall when he was on first base <laughs> just a couple of minutes ago before we started the show, man. Derek Hall was on first base. Uh, I forget the guy's first, the twins pitcher's first name. His last name is Ober. And uh, he threw over to first base twice. And then, you know, if you, if you throw over the third time, uh, the, you know, the, it's like, it's like it's you gotta give, he gets, you gotta get it. Yeah, you, you pick him off. Right, don't, right. Don't throw it over again. Hall, Hall was smiling, and I, I loved it. I, I'm like, yes, I'm ready for all this. I want all this drama. I love it. It's perfect. Um, so I, I, I like how it's gone so far, Nick. Like, um, you know, the first spring training game I, I watched, I believe, was uh the Mariners and the Padres about three or four days ago, and I think Machado was the first one to get called for, um, uh, an infraction, uh, pitch timer, right, yeah. pitch timer infraction. Um, and he kind of, I, I think, look, man, he's making a lot of money. I don't think he really cares. Uh, so he just got extended $350 million, but he didn't really, it didn't And again, it was spring training. So that's probably another reason why he didn't care, but you know, sits there and just the reporter asked him about it. And he was just like, you know, I guess I'm just going to be down. Oh, one a lot this year. I'm like, yeah, it's nice to say that when you're $350 million richer. Um, so, but in all seriousness, I haven't seen too much craziness so far, man. I think Jason Stark kind of you know, predicted in an article in the athletic and said like, be prepared for the, you know, the, 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 the crap show, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it really hasn't been that way so far. I, don't, I haven't seen too many guys go crazy so far. Have you Nick? No, I, I don't think anyone's really going crazy. I did hear Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. They were two pitchers who were on the broadcast, or at least I know Zach Wheeler was on the broadcast. I talked to him after a start and he was talking about how, he didn't like it at all. He, he thinks it messes with the game. Um, yeah, the pitchers don't like it. I can tell you that firsthand. They don't. They're not gonna like it. That's. They're just gonna have to get used to it. Um, you know, I think it was easy. It's easier down in the minor leagues because these guys are younger. They can adjust a little bit more. Guys who are in their 30s have been in majors for a long time. 
it's going to be a ginormous adjustment for them. Uh, guys who aren't, you know, kicking dirt, picking up the rosin bag, stretching, wiping the sweat off. Can't really do that anymore because they want to get the game moving. And so I think it's going to be an adjustment for these pitchers. I've heard a lot more talk about the hitters adjusting. Pitchers have to adjust. I mean, I, I think this really affects the pitchers uh, more so because they're they're such creatures of habit. I mean, they're they're in such a routine. I know batters are too, but I think it's more it's every single pitch. I mean, you're going up there for one at bat. Pitchers are are, are going up against multiple batters in an inning. So this is I think it's going to affect the pitchers, especially the ones who have been around for a long time. What's it going to be like for the Justin Verlanders of the world, the Zach Wheelers of the world? Um, like, how's it going to affect them? I mean, these are guys that have been in the league for a long time, and now all of a sudden you're telling them that they have to be moving on the ball and get that pitch off. It's going to be an adjustment. They're not going to like it, but, you know, this is where the game is right now, and and it's where Major League Baseball has, has talked about for a long time, and it's where it's been heading. So um, just get used to it at this point. I mean, it, I, it's great. You're moving the game quicker. I don't have a problem with it. I'm like, man, look, I'm already used to it. You know this. Like, I, I, I told you I was excited for it. I know you I know. So, and like, like, like the thing I just mentioned with Derek Hall, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm riveting. I'm like, I love it. I'm like, come on, throw back over there. Let, let Derek Hall take like a, a 40 foot lead trying to get over to second base. Um, come on. I want all of the drama. Uh, but you know, I, the Zach Wheeler thing was just, it was kind of funny the way that unfolded. Wheeler just like, I don't like it. He straight up just said, <laughs> I don't like it. There was a long pause between Tom McCarthy yep. and I believe it was Ben Davis. And I think T-Mac or Ben Davis said, so you're comfortable. You're not, what do they say? You're not, you're comfortable with it. And you don't Something like along it. the lines of that. Something yeah. along the lines. You're like, you're getting comfortable with it. And he was just like, I don't like it. <laughs> he just doesn't fantastic. like it. And it's just like, <laughs> that was on brand for Zach Wheeler. Oh, yeah. uh, but look, I think you mentioned Nola too. Like, I think they, both know that they like this is what it is um look we again wheeler's making 120 million dollars over five years like buckle up buddy you do you you've been incredible and just keep do keep being incredible um but you gotta you know you they they know that they're gonna have to deal with it, what it is um and look i think the strategy is going to be interesting going forward nick how how the pitchers adhere to these new rules how the hitters adhere to these new rules um, there's going to be some strategy that goes along with it. Um, I want to mention the, I don't, I don't understand the whole, the pitchers wanting the new ball. So apparently the, the, the pitchers can still request a new ball, but the timer doesn't get set back. So I don't know. I don't know. How do you feel about that, man? I, I'm not. I don't think it's going to be as much of a problem as, as some people have talked about. Um, I, I get if they want a new ball, it it's a gray area. I feel like um, I, it's not, I don't think it's going to be that much of an effect because you're going to want to keep the game going. You're not going to want to hold up the game every single night, every single pitch asking for a new ball, but it's something that, that definitely could, it could affect it down the line. I don't see it really being a factor. I didn't see it in the minor leagues last year. It's, it didn't really happen. Um, you know, it, the umpire, it's up to the umpire's discretion too. If they want to restart the clock, how strict they're going to be um, with, with things like that, of stopping the game, uh, you know, especially when the ball boy comes out to switch baseballs with the umpire, you got to hold off on starting the clock and, and things of that nature. So I, I think that, it, yeah, I I don't see it really being that much of an issue. I, I get people have kind of made it out to an issue. Yeah, they can switch switch the baseballs out, and, and the clock's not gonna. Right, I don't think it's gonna be that much of an issue. I think the umpire um should the umpire should know and, and kind of feel out the game a little bit. Say, hey, um, if we need to stop the clock, we will. If we're gonna keep it rolling and it's affecting the game, and we're gonna call it automatic ball, then then they'll do that. So I, I think spring training is gonna be a good way to kind of get used to everything and work out the kinks a little bit. Yeah, I, I, but I'm wondering when is it truly because nothing has been an issue yet. Um, no. And I hope it's, but we all know and nothing's perfect. And we all know that at some point, something's going to happen to our regular season game. God forbid a playoff game. Like, what if it, like, you can't tell me the three and two count with the bases loaded is going to come down to a pitch clock violation in the World Series or a playoff game? Like, That's my concern. A little bit because I tried to look it up. Like it doesn't sound like they're not going to enforce it in the playoffs. Like, so like, I don't, how is that going to work? That's my thing. I, you know, I don't think I, 
I don't know. Do you take out the timer like past the seventh inning in a playoff game in the World Series? Like, are they going to want a game like an NLCS to end on a on an automatic strike, an automatic ball, like game three or game four, like a pivotal game? You know what I mean? So, I think that's something Major League Baseball is really going to have to take a look at look at after this season. Like, if something monumental happens in the postseason, I mean. Wow, you're you're gonna end games that way in the biggest spot uh, of the entire year. I don't know. I, I think maybe you make adjustments to the playoffs. I mean, in other sports, like the overtime rules are adjusted in in the playoffs, right? Are you gonna adjust the pitch timer rule in the playoffs? I don't know. I, I think I think most people like no clock in the playoffs for for baseball. I think everyone enjoyed last last season's baseball uh, in in the mm-hmm. postseason. I don't know. I, I don't know how this is going to affect the postseason. We're not there yet. I think this is a great regular season tool. It's a great regular Absolutely. season tool for sure. But in the playoffs, I don't know. I don't playoffs. know if I'm sold on it in the playoffs. In playoffs. playoffs. Play to win the game. Right. But it's just going to – I don't know, man. Like like I said, I tried to do some research the other day. It just doesn't seem like – I don't know. I haven't gotten a concrete answer on that. So I'm curious to see how Major League Baseball is going to handle that because – Maybe it's like maybe in the playoffs, it's like, ah, seventh inning or later, we get rid of the pitch timer rules or whatever. Um, you because that that would make sense to me. Maybe you know, get rid of it after the seventh inning. Um, you know, maybe keep that in the regular season, but yeah. even a regular season game, if it comes down to a three two count, you know what I mean? Like, what if it's a wild card race? What if it's a pennant race between the Phils and the Mets or Braves? I'm just gonna it's, keep it hometown, like, yeah what's going to happen then? What if it's like, it comes down to the last game of the season and it's a, th- you know, that, that type of situation. I don't know. Cause I don't love that. I don't love that, man. Like I'll, I'll give you one more example. Serena Williams. I, I forget which U S open this was, but she, she lost or she, it was like a huge point in the match for her. And I think in a final of a major, she lost because of a foot fault. So you, the, when she served, she, her foot, I think barely like minimally touched the, the baseline. And she, I, I, I think she lost because of that, or it was a key moment in the match. And it's that kind of gives me those same type of vibes with baseball where it's like, man, even like the eighth inning, like even the eighth yeah. inning, it's like a three, two game. Like there are big moments in certain games that like, it just can't happen. Like, I'm really nervous about that, but we're not there yet. I'm trying to take baby steps, Nick. Just talking about the baby steps of the rules in baseball, right? We talked about that last episode. Baby steps. So I'm going to try to calm down, but baby steps. Nothing will change until something gigantic happens. They're going to keep it the way it is until something like that happens. It's it's a wild card race. It's coming down to the final games of the season. Gigantic moment. Runners on second and third. Two outs. Bottom of the ninth. One run game. Game ends on automatic strike. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. people aren't going to be happy. One fan base is really not, not going to be happy. The other one's going to be celebrating because, hey, we, it's just the rules now, right? Look at us. Um, Look at us. Yeah. yeah. But is Major League Baseball going to want to put up with that? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're going to want the backlash because th- then, then it's going to be like, yo, the reason <laughs> this game ended was because of that. I don't know. I, it, it's it's something that, that isn't going to be – talked about i think as much until it actually happens and once those situations unfold and you are going to see a lot of pushback on some of these rules that have been changed and you're going to see tweaks to it i think in the coming years i don't think it's going to be set in stone like it is now i think something will eventually happen to make major league baseball kind of tweak the rules a little bit and make make the product a little bit better just so you know in monumental moments things aren't going awry yeah yeah man i'm uh I don't know. I think it's really up to Theo Epstein, Rob Manfred, everybody um, in the commissioner's office to predict, you know, do your best to try to predict this for the, uh, you know, make sure it doesn't happen in big games. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see. Um, But yeah, I think so far so good though, Nick, with, uh, with the new rules. So let's uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, spring training. Yeah, it's been great. I think it'll be great for the regular season. It's just those, those crunch time games. How are, how are yeah. people going to react? That's just what's going to happen. Yeah. I love drama, bro. But like, I don't know that, that I don't think baseball needs that type of drama where we're ending on 
you know, uh, big, big pitch clock violations in the eighth or ninth inning in a, in a postseason game or a pennant race type of game. I don't know, but all right. So let's get to our divisional, our divisional outlooks, uh, week by week. We're going with each division from each league. So last week, if you want to check out our episode from last week, we did uh, the NL Central and the AL Centrals. Let's be real. We had to get the weakest divisions in baseball out of the way. Exciting, intriguing storylines um, in those divisions, which we talked about. Um, so go make sure you check out our last episode. Scroll down after you're done listening to this episode and go uh, check that out. Um uh to check out the AL and NL Central um you know little outlooks there. So today, Nick, what do we got? Tell me the two divisions that we have on tap today. So we're moving from the central to out west. We're going AL West, NL West. Um I you know two two pretty good divisions. I'll tell you what. These are two fun divisions for sure. A lot of storylines more than the centrals. I mean, wow, the set, both central divisions didn't have a ton I felt like this week, I mean, we could go anywhere uh, with, with, with each one. But uh, I say we start in the AL West, Francisco. Okay. Let's start out there, out West in the American League. We'll start with the defending World Series champion, the Houston Astros. Now, I there's not they don't have many holes. I, I think it's pretty obvious they should win the division this year. It shouldn't be close. They did bring in your guy. Your sleeper. Should it from wait? Last it shouldn't week. be close. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll it finish. shouldn't be close. I, the well, Astros I, are going. Go ahead. Hey, hey, it shows Seattle. Are we talking about the Met? Really? Are we huh? going to go with the Mariners? Uh, you think no, the Mariners? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. No, no. I want you to talk about it first, um, <laughs> and then I'll give you. I never said Seattle's in the division, but I'll let you go first. They're not. Nobody's beating the Astros in this division. It's not going to be close. The Astros. It, too good. Do you want me to go through? I'll go through. Let me go through. All right, here we go. Now I the got Nick going. All right, go ahead. The, go ahead. Go ahead. the Astros are minus 200 to win the division this year on Bet MGM. Right, bet. Plus sports 300. Bet. Plus 300 are the Seattle Mariners. I'm taking that to the bank. It's not even close. And, <laughs> and then I'll go over some of the over-unders. The Astros on Fangrass, 90 wins. 95 wins as well on project this. So yeah, yeah, I, I think, I think they'll be okay. Uh, the Mariners are 84 wins and 82 angels are 82. Now on, I think it's a disgrace baseball, that the Mariners got 82, what, 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 82 you, you, wins. They have them behind, Dakota or fan graphs. I don't even know which have, one you're using. Uh, which one, oh, which one are you using? Which one are you using? Fan graphs? I'm using both. Yeah. Fan graphs. Okay, fan graphs yes, has yeah. the Mariners <laughs> at 84. The angels. The disrespect is unbelievable. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Jesus. Christmas. Go ahead. <laughs> The Rangers are at 81, and those Oakland A's are at 68, according to Fangraphs. Okay. Yeah, so. I mean, I mean, let, let, let's actually. I'm going to start backwards here, Nick. Let's just get Oakland out of the way. Oakland, they're they're going to finish at the bottom of the division. That team's going to move to Vegas. Um, I don't even. Who, who the heck is there? Is uh Christian Pache there? He Seth might Brown. be. Seth Brown. Brett Brown. Yeah. Oh, you. I thought you said Brett Brown. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Brown. Seth, Seth Brown. Brown. Yeah. Uh, Seth Brown. There? Yeah, Seth Brown. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Oakland doesn't really have doesn't have too much out there. I don't look, man. They're not. They're they're kind of the Rockies of the AL West. So we're gonna get to the Rockies in yes. a second too. Um, the A's. I mean, they're they're a team that you know the baseball wants them to move to Vegas. So they're hoping that yeah. they win forty games this year. I didn't know they had Jesus, I saw a, they had Jesus Aguilar. Go ahead. I saw a stat. Um, oh, I forget what it was. Oh, the big house. So you know the big house in Michigan, right? Football stadium in yes. college. Yeah. They had more total fans in eight games than the entire 81-game schedule of the Oakland A's in the Coliseum last year. That's I think that was CBS Sports. I saw that. <laughs> it's it's weird. But you know, that's that's a great that's a great uh stat right there. I it, it's weird because, like, I actually kind of like the A's stadium because of the nostalgia of th- stuff that's happened there. Obviously, the 2002 Moneyball A's, um, you know, had history there with the their 20 game win streak. Um, even like the Jeter, uh, you know, flip to Posada in the I think that was the I think it was the same year 02 uh, 02 Divisional Series. Even though that wasn't on the A's, that was I don't know. It's still like. The A's are really a historic franchise. I think they're kind of like one of the more them and the Cardinals are one of the more underrated franchises in sports, um, as far as like you know winning championships and like the history uh, goes. But I just 
I'm looking at their I'm looking at their roster right now, and they're just really nothing to talk about, man. Like no. Paul Blackburn, James James Caprillion, like I mean Trevor May's there, but I mean uh, I don't yeah. know. There's really not that much to talk about with the A's there, man. Um, but let's uh let's get into uh I guess I mean you want to get into the Astros and Mariners. I, I, right, I'll, let's let do me, it. You want to you want to no hold on, but before we get there because I think right, we we'll both, do that last. both we. We both agree that the Astros and the Mariners um, are probably one and two in this division, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I we'll agree. talk about it in a second. Angels and Rangers are interesting ones to me, because um, the Angels—you can never tr- really trust the Angels, but I mean, they have they have a good team on paper, right? I mean, look—you still got Otani and Trout there. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of who else is there. I don't have it in front of me right uh, now. I'll pull it up, but Renfro. Uh, Drury was always a big one. They added Drury, Brent Drury. Um, another ad. Um, so I mean, they have a good, they have a good team on paper. I mean, I, I think the pitching's improved over time. Um, but it's the injuries, man. Can they stay healthy? Yeah, I agree. It, can they stay? That's why you can't trust them. Are they going to be able to stay no. healthy? And then if if they're not healthy and they're not winning, they're kind of on the outside. Maybe a three, a uh, third wild card. Eh. I, what do you do with Otani? Are you just going to move him at the deadline? Like, I like that. They don't like, want I to. Think, I don't. I don't get what Artie Moreno wants to do. I mean, he's probably one of the worst owners in sports right now. I don't know. I don't really know what they want to do there. Yeah, like, it's like if they're not in contention for anything by the by by midsummer. Yeah, I mean, do you have to think about moving Otani to maybe kind of restart? Is that where you're at with the Angels? Like, I don't know where they're. I mean, at I said right that now. last year. I said last year that they should just uh, move Trout and Otani and just restart. <laughs> but they don't want to do that. They don't really. They don't really have any idea of what they're doing. They're like the kind of the Philadelphia Flyers uh, of the, yeah. of the ma- Major League Baseball. <laughs> so, much. like, but honestly, like on paper, like I kind of do like some of the moves they made. Like, I liked, I liked the Drury move. I like the Renfro move. I think that gives them some pop in the middle of the lineup. I mean, Rendon's a big one because Rendon needs to, like you talk about health, Rendon needs to stay healthy. And is he even going to be the same Anthony Rendon that he was four years ago? Because that's really the last time we saw Anthony yeah. Rendon that was Anthony Rendon was 2019. Um, but he's 32, 33 now, can't stay healthy. Jared Walsh didn't really have a, a, a season to back up his 2021 where he went off hit, about, hit almost 30 home runs. Um, seemed like a good compliment to Otani and Trout, but he was he was underwhelming last year. Um, Logan Ohapi, I mean, we know about him and here him in, here in Philadelphia. Um, I, I think the Angels like him, obviously. But besides that, like I, you know, I, I do like some of the rotation. Otani, Tyler Anderson, uh, Patrick Sandoval, Jose Suarez, Reed Detmers, who uh, pitched a no hitter last year. I like the rotation, but. You know, Tyler Anderson had one good year out of how many, um, you know, so it's, it, it really comes down to, I think health for them and the Rangers. Cause that's who I kind of wanted to compare it to Nick was, was the Rangers. Like are the Rangers with, with them, we were getting the Grom and Evaldi and um, Andrew Haney. And um, it's just about, can they stay healthy? And even like Corey Seager over there, can he stay healthy? Right. Can Corey Seager stay healthy? Um so I, I don't know. I was kind of going back and forth on on the Angels and the Rangers, and man, I, I just trust the Angels actually a little more. I I just think the Rangers made a lot of risky moves that could work out. They, they could work out maybe they very make, well. They make they could make the make the wild card, but man, you're you're counting on Degrom who hasn't been healthy in a couple of years to come in and be healthy. He's not getting any younger, so. I don't know. I, I like the Angels a little more. Actually, it's weird I say that, but I, I like the Angels more at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, with Degrom, I mean he he's pitched no more than ninety two innings since nineteen. That's what they're counting on. Yeah, <laughs> they're counting on him staying healthy, and he just hasn't. He just hasn't with, with the New York Mets. Um, so yeah, I, I mean they they added some back end rotation, like you mentioned, Evaldi, uh, being one of those guys. I, I don't know. It's it's like both these teams. I mean, they're both at plus one thousand uh, to win this division. They're both kind of evened out. Um, the Rangers right around eighty one wins according to FanGraph over under, and the Angels eighty two wins. So uh, they they're kind of on the same type of level. Can 
can each of these teams stay healthy? That that's really what's gonna it's gonna come down to. Are they gonna be able to keep guys on the field? And if they do, they have a shot maybe to get that final wild card spot uh, in this division because we know the Astros are probably going to win and the Mariners will be in second. So we know they're both both those teams are ahead of them. You like to take these little shots, don't you? I love it, man. I love it. I, I love okay. messing with you. It's, it's uh, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it, Nick. I'll allow it. Just for the show, I'll allow it. All fair, you're going to get your ass beat. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so uh, here's my thing, right? All right, so let, let's start somewhere we agree. Let's be nice to each other, right? Okay. I have the Astros winning the division. I'm not saying that. But you're not giving Seattle any chance at no, all, you're not to win the division. Why not? Have you looked at their roster? Yes, they have a did, great roster. They had a great year. They added Cole Wong. They added AJ Pollock. Julio, I mean Rodriguez is, is phenomenal. Yeah, I, I I think they're a good team. They have you looked at their rotation? Smoked last year. They got have you? I know. Yes. Okay, and they're a they're a team that was that's building for the future. So that for them to lose and okay, whatever. Yeah, they lost in the divisional round. Fine. They work. I wasn't expecting. No one was expecting them to the win the Astros World Series. are just on a different level, Francisco. I mean, they're deep everywhere. The can bullpen, we, can we, yeah, the starting yeah, yeah. rotation, they're yeah, they're Cast- bats. They're really got, only holes catcher. Oh you got two guys that can win a Cy Young right now: Luis Castillo, Robbie Ray. You have it's Logan great. Gilbert. He's 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 a you know you know about him. He's a young phenom. Yes. George Kirby, super great arm. Uh, Marcos Gonzalez. He, he's he's good. He's not. But he's a good fit starter. He's a great fit starter. What am I talking about? Um, and then, look, I mean, they're bullpen, man. Paul Seawald, Andres Munoz. Oh, yes, my They have a great God. team. Yeah, they have a really good team. But to say they're not going to compete with the Houston Astros at all, I think that I have Houston probably winning, like, between 100 to 105 games, maybe. I know that's a lot. Maybe that's a bit of a stretch. So you're going to take the plus I, 300? You're going to take the plus 300 on Mariners? Yes. Is that what you want to do? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Listen, <laughs> Se- Seattle is a very good team that could win 95 to hundred games. And that's close. That's like, that's, that's going to be a close divisional race. I agree with you. I, I like Houston, especially they had a Jose Abreu. We talked about that last episode. I thought that was a really good addition. He's going to have a big year, but you mentioned Julio Rodriguez. My God, he's going to, he's only getting better in the kids. Like your age, he's like 18 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like hey, he's the same age. You guys can oh. probably hang out. So, <laughs> you know, you got, you got Ty France, who's, he's, he's, you know, he's been great. He's been one of the more underrated players in baseball, in my opinion, Teoscar Hernandez. I mean, my God, that was a great, I think, I forget, it was, it was a trade, right? Trade with Toronto in uh, November. Great, great trade. I love that. I love him uh, hitting in the middle of this lineup. Eugenio Suarez is still showing that he, uh, you know, could be one of the better power hitters in baseball. My gosh. Cal Raleigh. Oh, my gosh. One of the better catchers in baseball last year. We all we all remember his home run last year. To, I think that was to send them to the postseason. I forget. It was an iconic home run. Um, but Cal Raleigh. Jared Kelnick is a big one. I will say that. I'm just going through the lineup right now. Kelnick needs to have a big year for them. Um, not Maybe not big year, but he needs to take a step up uh, because to, to can compete with Houston's lineup. I'm, and again, this I'm not saying that Seattle is going to win more games than Houston. They're not, but it's going to be a close race. This is going to come down to September. September, we're going to be looking at them in the race and seeing Seattle or Houston, uh, vice versa, one and two. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be just a few game difference. It's going to be close, bro. I don't know if it's a few game difference. Well, I, what I do think... you see? How do you see it? I mean. Astros are probably going to get 95 to 100 wins. I don't think I don't think the Mariners are going to get 95 to 100 wins. I think okay, they can so get 90, 90, 92. I, I think it'll be probably about a five, so six you game think, difference. You think Seattle? Because I had the Phillies. Well, well, I shouldn't say how many wins I have. The I don't want to say that because uh, we're going to say that for next show. Because obviously we're going to be doing the East next show. But I, I had the Phillies around the same the, around the same win range. Like I think the Mariners are better than the Phillies. Okay. I'm just real. I, yeah, under- I'm just- I understand. <laughs> Baseball prospectus does not. I'll look at you. You're gonna hate this. 82 wins over under. They have yeah, it's ridiculous. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> how, how dumb is that, bro? How dumb is that? Tell me. No, that's ridiculous. I, I yeah, really do. Ridiculous. I, I know listen, you know I, that. I think the Mariners improved greatly. I just think the Astros are too good. They're on a different level. They are a dynasty type team, and they still have great pitching. They still they have do. Valdez. They still have all Garcia. They have so many good pitchers on this team. Their lineup is great. And you even mentioned it last week with the addition of Jose Abreu takes the pressure off him. He could have a big year this year. So, and you know, they have one of the best players 
in baseball in Jordan Alvarez. I, I mean, it's it's utterly ridiculous to think that the Mariners are going to win this division. It, I I know you think the Astros are going to win, but I don't think. Listen, they were Seattle. over 100 wins last year. They won the World Series. I mean, they pretty much swept their way to the World Series. They swept everyone. I, I just I don't. The Mariners are going to make the playoffs. They're going to be a wild card team. They're just not going to be. Oh, they're not going to overcome the Houston oh, Astros. I just don't okay. see it happening. Okay, so let, let's let's get. I'll, I'll let you start. Tell me, go down the list right now. Just give me, uh, you know, a, a win loss prediction for, for you know team? one to five. Yeah, go ahead. I'll go Astros. I'll give them a hundred wins. Okay. I'll give them a hundred wins. The Mariners. I'll give ninety-two wins. Angels. I'll give them eighty wins. Rangers. I'll give them. 79 wins and the A's who cares doesn't matter it doesn't even matter okay all right so yeah so I got I had the Astros winning 101 games okay to be specific I have the Seattle Mariners winning 90 96 games mm. I think I think the last week of the season the Astros might pull away a little bit, but the Mariners will make the playoffs. Will make the wild card. Probably get that one seed in the wild card. Um, and then We're I had agreement. The, then We're pretty huh? much in agreement. We're in you agreement. said ninety two. I said ninety five, ninety six. Yeah, but we're in agreement. They're both the Astros are going to win, and the Mariners will be the, probably the first wild card. I'm with yeah. you on that. Yeah, I just have to say it's going to be a close race. Yeah, I don't think it's be as close as you think. I think it's. I think the Astros are going to pull away. Okay, that's fine. You do you. Um, <laughs> all right. So I got the angels at, I want to say I got the angels at like 80, uh, 84 wins. I'd say okay. angels, angels will be there maybe for a wild card spot this year. That'll be interesting. They stay healthy. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I just don't, I don't know what the angels are going to be though. Like at the same time, like I think they could be an 84 win team, but I'm still like my <laughs> mind. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It could be, could be worse this year. It could be that's 70 at 73 last year. It could be, could be 63 this year. I don't know. Um, but it'd be good for baseball if they play well. So kind of rooting for the angels at the same time. Um, I'll go with Rangers at yeah 79. Um, I just think the injury, we talked about the injuries. There's just going to be too much. I just, I too much has to go right for them and we'll see. Cause you know what? I'm rooting for them too. Cause I think they could be good for baseball as well. Um, and then like you said, the athletics, I'll go like, I'll go like 28 wins. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. That's, that's foul. No, no, no. Oh, just to be respectful. Their last year in Oak in Oakland. I think we, we think it's going to be, uh, I'll go, I'll go 64, I guess. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, even I, care. I was going to say like 55, but I'll be respectful because uh, I think that's a little too disrespectful. So I'm going to do that. It is. All right. So bit. let's get to uh, the National League West. Now, we did talk about this a little bit already. Um, let's just get it out of the way uh, quickly um, with the, the team that's going to finish fifth. Um, I mean, obviously, the it sucks because the Rockies have – you know, they've had some great superstars over there in the last five to 10 years with, you know, Arenado and Tulo and Matt Holiday, Charlie Blackman, right. Charlie Blackman. And um, they've had some, you know, really good players there in the past. They just don't know what they're doing. Um, you know, they traded Arenado a couple of years ago and it looks really bad now. So um, I, I don't, I don't really have anything to take away with Colorado. I mean, their Pakota projections. <laughs> Have him slated at sixty-five wins. I mean, that's probably about right. Who is their most notable off-season signing? Nobody, or just or, or acquisition, I should say. I, I'm. I, I think no, but I don't think they did. I, 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 Nolan I think they gave Jones. Josh... Nolan huh? Jones from the Guardians, who batted two twenty-four. I didn't even know they got him. Yeah. <laughs> I. I mean, here you go. Talk about batting average. Good goodness gracious. Oh, I got to deal with this. Uh. I'm looking at their. I mean, I'm looking at their lineup right now. I like Ryan McMahon. He's a good player. He's a good young player. You don't have to be nice. They're gonna stink this year. I'll, I'll just say, give him some respect. No, they're like, gonna stink. They're listen. I, I listen. You... Their, their ticket prices for like a front row seats are about like nine dollars. So nobody cares. Nobody wants to go to their games. It's can sad because Coors Field. Coors Field nine dollars. It, it's cheap. I, I do have. I do have some people that went to games last year because I know a few people out in Colorado, but they're not gonna be good. They're not going to be good this Definitely year. Definitely not going to be good. It's sad because Coors Field's a beautiful stadium. 
Uh, yeah. Colorado fans deserve there. better. They're, Denver's but... a good sports town, so yeah. it so kind of sucks for it's, them. It's sad, yeah. Yep. But they'll be so, bad. They're a dead yes. last. <laughs> yep, I agree with that. So the Rockies, not too much to talk about there. Um, I'm going to go with the next two teams who we don't – I think we're probably both in agreement um, are w- probably third and fourth in this division. But I think it's interesting because um, I think these teams could be close in you know win-loss record. Uh, you know, coming up this year, the Diamondbacks. I know you're 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 excited because you're a prospect guy, Corbin Carroll over there in uh, yeah in Arizona, um, and the Giants. Who they're an interesting one because you know they added Michael Conforto, Mitch Haniger in the off season, Ross Stripling as well. Ross Stripling as well. You're right. Um, but those are some wild cards for me. I mean, Michael Conforto hasn't played baseball in a couple of years. Um, I mean, Mitch Haniger. Can he stay healthy? Um, Ross Stripling. I mean, yeah, he had a good year, but I don't know. The, over the course of his career, he's only had really a couple of good seasons or stretches. So I don't know, man. What 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 do you think about San Fran? What do you think about Arizona? Do you see a disparity here? And and uh, do you think think it's going to be a, a big stretch like it was with the Astros and Mariners, or do you think it's going to be a, a slightly smaller? Uh, you know, a little slap between them. I think, I think the giants um, will finish in third in this division, uh, just okay. over the diamondbacks. Um, I, I think they're just a little more talented, but you know, the giants had big offseason plans. I mean, they went after Aaron judge. I mean, they tried getting some of these top guys. Arson judge. Correa, yeah. Arson judge. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Correa was there for about three minutes too. So um, yeah, I mean, they had a lot of offseason plans to kind of get these stars and it. It didn't really go their way. So, um, you know, I think the Giants, they, they've taken a step back since their 100-plus win season a couple of years ago. Um, maybe they compete for a final wild-card spot. I don't know. I, I think they're, I think they're going to hang right around 81, 82 wins. I, 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 don't, I don't see them really going too far, especially with the Padres and Dodgers in this division. And I think the Diamondbacks are still a little ways away. Um, I, I think they're still kind of in a, a rebuilding phase over there. And uh, I, I just – I think the Rockies are so bad, but the Diamondbacks, they're not that great either. So I, I think the Diamondbacks hang around probably like 76, 77 wins if that – they improve a little bit. But yeah, but I, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I, 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 I'm i in I'm in agreement with you. I think they're just – they're too they're, – to me, they're two extremely mediocre baseball teams. Yeah. But in two different ways. I think right. like you said, I mean, the, I think the Diamondbacks are doing all the right things. They got the young guys. They got your Corbin Carroll's. Um, you know, Christian Walker, not a player that's talked about. Oh my no. god, he hit 36 bombs. Ridiculous. Last year. Won't talk and won a no, gold glove in as Arizona. Well. <laughs> right, right. No, 100 percent And he won a gold glove last year. Um, I think in fan graphs, he's their 22nd ranked overall player in baseball. So there you go. Um, and they added Lordy Lordis Goriel Jr. It's a little pop in the lineup. Um uh, you know, that and the rotation's not bad, man. You know, you got Gallon, you got Merrill Kelly, um, you know. Mad Bum's a little older, but he's not pitching absolutely terribly. No. Um, you, you had Zach Davies over there. Um, they're going to be an interesting one to me, man. To one to me, man, to watch just in general. But difference between them and the the Giants is that the the, the you know the D backs are building for the future. The Giants, to me, I don't I, I don't really get the Giants. Like the, I, they signed some players that I, you know, I think they think that can really help them try to get back to those like hundred win seasons that they had a couple of years ago, which I thought was a fluke. Um, but I, I, cause when they signed Correa, I thought I didn't, I thought it was a stupid move for them. I thought it was a really dumb move. I thought that um, the way that their roster is constructed and I, I just didn't make sense to me and they don't have Correa anymore, but to me, they're still just a mediocre baseball team. They're just mediocre. I really like Logan Webb. I like, some other guys there in the rotation that have had kind of peaks and valleys during their careers. Um, but there's not too much after that, man. You got, you know, like I said, Logan Webb, you got your Camilla Duvall's and you got your, I think they got both of the twins, the Rogers twins. Um, I don't know, man, to me, like both just hover around 75 to 81. So I, and you can flip back and forth there. Maybe, maybe the D back surprise a little bit, maybe get 80, 81 wins or something like that, but both mediocre. No, yeah, um, I think we're in lockstep there. And uh, before we get into the Dodgers and Padres, because I know that's the talk of this division, um, Dodgers, according to Vase Insider, 96.5 wins are over under, 93 for the Padres, 93.5. 
Uh, 81.5 for the Giants, 74.5 for the D-backs, and the Rockies are 65.5, according to Vegas okay. Insider, or over-under. Okay. So that's maybe kind of right. Top might be a little different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Let's 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 talk about uh the the top here. Um I mean, Nick, I'm just gonna say it like the, the Padres, I, I really do think that the Gavin Lux injury is a big blow. I think we 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 all agree, we both agree here. I think baseball fans agree that, you know, I mean, and there's really nobody out there for the Dodgers to get, even if they wanted to to add some like they might add some depth and depth and get like a Jose Iglesias or somebody like that, but like it's going to be Miguel Rojas probably and split some time between Chris Taylor and he's probably going to play a little outfield too. I think the Lux injury is really going to be big for both the Dodgers and the Padres. I still think it's going to be a closer race, but I think now that Lux is out, I just think the Padres are too loaded in that lineup. I'm really excited for Tatis to get back and be able to watch Oh my God, that lineup's going to be insane. Hopefully Soto gets back to being Soto. And I mean, Machado signs a big extension. He's been one of the best players in baseball since he's come into the league. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, Jake Cronenworth, like that lineup's just so loaded. Um, and, and the pitching too. I mean, we're going to, we're going to talk about it in a few minutes, but you know, Joe Musgrove uh, hurts his, hurts his toe. Uh, lifting weights. Like I said, we're going to get into that, but I still like their pitching, man. Like I like Musgrove. They got Snell, yeah. Darvish. Um, that fifth starter spot's going to be weird. I, I don't know who they're looking at, whether it's Ryan Weathers, whether it's someone else uh, that they're going to be looking through their depth. Um, I really think it gets the Lux injuries big, man. I really think if they wanted to stay on par with the Padres offensively, it's just not going to happen now. Yeah, uh, listen, I, I think the Padres are going to win this division. I really do believe that, um, especially the Lux injury going down. I mean, that's gigantic, gigantic for the Dodgers losing him. I mean, batting 276 in that lineup, he's out for the year. I mean, they're, now they're going to have some issues. They're at shortstop kind of mixing and matching, right? Lose lose a little bit of that depth that they've had in the past. The Padres, I mean, we didn't, you didn't even mention Xander Bogarts is now in that lineup. Yeah, I mentioned Bogarts. I meant, yeah, he's in the middle of that lineup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. there. I mean, Kim's come along. He's become a pretty good yeah. player for them. He's underrated. a solid player. I think he's very underrated. So I, I think that Padres lineup is going to be ridiculous um, this season, uh, especially if they stay healthy. If everyone stays on the field, yeah. That's, I think the Padres win this division. I, I think they can get close to 100 wins this year because they also have a, a pretty good rotation too. So I, I think the Padres are, are probably should be the favorites now. Um, beforehand, it was, you know, like I mentioned, it was the Dodgers and then the Padres. Now the Lux injury, that changes things a little bit. And listen, the Padres just got better this offseason. They, they added, yeah. they got Juan Soto last year. They're going all in. Small market team finally spending big. Uh, I don't know where all this money's coming from, but they have it apparently. So Peter Seidler. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's insane. So I, I think the Padres are, are going to be a team to, to watch this year. I think they they should be favorites to, to get back to the NLCS once again, because that lineup's loaded. They have the pitching to do it as well. The, the back end of the bullpen, pretty solid too. I, so I, I think the Padres are a team that is going to be dangerous. They, they should be at the top, if not the favorites in, in the NL this year. No, no doubt in my mind. Yeah, and I think another thing for the Dodgers too is like, can Kershaw stay healthy? I haven't even yeah. checked to see if what's going on with Walker Bueller is he going to be? Is he is he even? I don't know. Is he still hurt? I'm trying. I'm looking at what's I'm, going on with I'm him. looking at Fangraphs, their roster resource, projected injured list, and it's um it is Walker Bueller there. I'm yeah, he's to, not. I, he, I think he had TJ. Yeah, yeah. T, he had T. Yeah, oh, is he out? He might be. Yeah, I think he's out for the season because his injury, yeah. uh, the surgery date was August 23rd of last year. Yeah. He's he's not coming back. No, um, he might come back late in the season, but I mean, they're gonna have you're you're not planning on having Clayton uh, Walker Bueller there. I mean, you still have Kershaw. I mean, he's 35. Kershaw's 35. I think he's sitting the World Baseball Classic out. Um, Julio Urias, Gonsolin, who was really good last year. Dodgers but still that, probably make the playoffs. But oh yeah, for I, sure. Just, but they're I don't I don't think they're, they're in the division. Right. I think, I think like you said, with, I I could see them probably winning like between 88 to 93 games, probably. And that, I think that's, I think that's fair. I think it's 90 Dodgers this year. 
yeah. think it's fair so, for the dog. I think I think the Padres. I think it. I, I think where where Vegas Insider had ninety six and a half for the Dodgers. I think it should flip uh, uh, ninety three and a half with the Padres. I think it should flip there. I think I think the Padres could go over ninety six and a half wins. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I so I'll I'll start here. I'll go, I'll go down the list and I'll let you uh you do your um win loss prediction as well. So I I probably say Padres will win. I'll say ninety eight games. So Padres ninety eight. I'll go Dodgers eighty nine. I will go. I'm gonna go, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say the Diamondbacks take a step. They're gonna win eighty games this year. They're gonna win okay. eighty, and then I'm gonna have the Giants at about. 77 so you know close there and then uh the rockies at like you know like 65 sure that's what pagoda has (laughs) i Uh, like it yeah so yeah those are our uh al and nl west uh you know little outlooks predictions whatever you want to call it so um you know like i said go check out our central predictions last episode and obviously next episode we're going to talk about the two best divisions probably in baseball really excited obviously us me and nick as phillies fans um and also the teams in both divisions are uh, really exciting um to talk about so we can't 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 wait to talk about that next week but nick let's drop let's wrap up the show kind of alluded to it uh in our little nls prediction there joe musgrove uh, comes out that Joe Musgrove. I feel. I kind of feel bad too. I want to say that. I know. I we're do. Gonna, I we're do. Gonna talk about certain injuries and stuff, but Joe Musgrove injures his left toe. I believe somewhere on that left foot. Right. Drop the weight on it. Drop the weight on. It. He's a big man. He look, man. He's 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 got more than this. I'll tell you. Uh, that. He's got whoa, a lot more whoa, than that. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I did. I did not sign up for this. Did not sign up for this. Look at all that. Look at all that. You see that? That was uh, I, I wish I didn't. I, that was, that's 10 seconds. I'll never get my back. Wade Boggs raised Jersey, <laughs> but so Got the blue rock I'll, I'll let you finish here, Nick. So he, he dropped the weight on his foot. Um, I mean, look, the guy's not going to be, I guess not going to be ready possibly for regular, for opening day. It's not gonna be out for the season, but I guess the missing Padres, yeah, yeah. Missing time possibly. So Padres might have to, uh, you know, get some depth in there for starting pitching. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, and it, it kind of sparked our imagination a little bit because it, it is it is you always hear these goofy injuries in uh in baseball. Um so it made us think, right, Francisco, with Musgrove dropping the dropping the weight on his toe, his big toe. Um gonna miss a little bit of time. What are some of the goofiest injuries we could find uh that have happened in in sports or major league baseball? It doesn't matter. I think we both went just with major league baseball, but Francisco, let me hear your first one. We'll we each give two two goofy injuries you you have uh, you have found and researched. Okay, so I'm gonna start with me. Uh, I'm actually this is like this is totally improv. Um, before I get to my two, when I was like 11, I like I don't know what I did to it. I did something to like my right pinky, right? Uh, and this is right before like right before I was about to play travel ball, um, like my last ever uh, you know baseball stint, whatever. And I did something my pinky. I, I forget. I don't know what happened. I was at my friend's house, like down the street, and we were playing with like Nerf guns or like water guns or something. Right? It was a hot summer day, and I don't, I don't know if it got caught under a tire or what. I forget what happened. I forget what happened. But I had like it had to have been like a sprained pinky for like a month or two because every time I try to catch the ball, I remember my left hand. It was on my left hand because I tried to catch the ball, and it would kill every time I tried to catch the ball, bro. Every time I try, I hated having, having to go play baseball because my, I love baseball, but I hated having to try to catch the ball and even swing the bat because I was swinging the bat. And every time the ball hit the bat, boom, it would hurt my pinky. So I'm sorry. I, I know you, that was kind of just, you got it nowhere, stuck but, under a tire. I don't remember, man. I'm, I'm being real with you. I don't remember. And that's, but at I mean, the time I, I didn't know either. I was like, what happened? All, all did you I jam it my, or did you spray it? It hurt. Listen, it hurt for no, 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 there's no way I just jammed it because it hurt for like a month or two. Like it it, it finally went away. I mean, that I mean, you could have just jammed it. Yeah, but you, okay, hold on. You could jam something and it goes away in like two hours. That's different. Nah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've like messed up most of my fingers anyway. Like they're all, like they're all crooked pretty much. So (laughs) uh, at some point, I'm going to have arthritis in my life. So old man Nick over here, you know, gonna gonna have arthritis in his fingers because they're all crooked. 
So I, I, I've bent them backwards playing <laughs> basketball, baseball. Oh, dude, it's it's brutal. I've had splints on like every finger. So Damn, your tire story is pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, it was stupid. I'm sorry. I, I just had to interject there. So real <laughs> injuries that have happened, real ones, right? Because I might have just jammed my finger. Who knows what was a real injury? Um, De- we all remember this, and like in recent memory, this is probably one of the funnier ones. I'm just gonna start with this. Devin Williams, after the the Milwaukee Brewers win the National League Central Division title. Devin Williams punches. He's a young pitcher. He's incredible. He's got great stuff. We both know this. Punches a wall, I believe, after they were celebrating. He was only had a couple beers. I mean, light, shout out to the lightweights, man. I'm a lightweight. Shout out to the lightweights. Punches a wall, and he breaks, right? He punched it, and I, I don't know if he broke his, his pinky, whatever. He, he didn't break his pinky. I broke my pinky. He broke whatever he broke. Uh, whatever it was on his hand and he couldn't go for the playoffs. Yeah. And they, that, they just, they lost. Yeah. Yes, they did. <laughs> they lost. He was out and he, after celebrating, yeah, sometimes you gotta relax. And when you're celebrating a little bit, you can go a little too hard in it. And clearly he did. Um, I got one for you. Uh, Ricky right. Henderson. Uh, he, during his career, got frostbite in the middle of August. He fell asleep with an ice pack on his foot, which gave him frostbite. And then he missed three games. He missed three yeah. games because of frostbite in the middle of August. Only Ricky. Oh, no. How does Only that Ricky. happen? Only Ricky. Only, Only Ricky. Ricky. Look, Ricky is one of the greatest. He is. Let it happen. So love Let Ricky. it slide, right? Let it slide. A little Let frostbite from an ice pack. No Let pun intended. No Look pun intended. You're a smart no guy. Pun intended. You're How about that? You're How about You're funny. That? You're funny. How about that? All right, so I guess I'll go to my next one. 2010, remember Kendris Morales on the Angels? Hits a walk-off home run from the left side. He was a switch hitter. Breaks his left ankle during the home run celebration going into, you know, goes to home plate. Everyone's there to greet him. Yeah, let's go, everybody, let's go. Lands on his left foot, jumps on the home plate, lands on his left foot. Everyone's like, everyone's like, what is happening? Uh, he needs a trainer, all that. He needs a trainer. And, uh, you know, um, and then he misses the rest of the 2010 season and all of 2011. So there you go. Uh, you know, in a home run celebration, um, misses a year and a half. So I thought that was one of the funnier ones. I remember that one. I remember that was a great, that's, that's a great one because I do remember that. And Wow, on a on a walk off home run, like you're gonna you're gonna end your season. That's just it's just wild. It's just wild. So uh, I have to end. Me. I have to end us. You know, it was our it was our West Division preview today. So we did the AL and L West. So I'm going back to 2014. San Francisco Giants. Matt Kane, pitcher. He's a great pitcher for the Giants for a long time. Absolutely. Right? Went on the 15 day DL because of this. He cut his right index finger. Now, you know. You think a cut, all right, you know, you know, put a Band-Aid on. No, 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 no. He had to go on the 15-day DL because he cut himself with a knife. He was trying to make a ham and cheese sandwich uh, in his kitchen. He dropped his knife and tried to cut, uh, tried to catch it and cut his finger. He cut his finger, landed him on the 15-day DL. And the reasoning he gave for, for the way he was cutting his sandwich, he was trying to cut it into triangles. He was trying to get all fancy on us. Do you do and that, he, Nick? I do that. I don't. I go I go just ah. straight down the middle. Straight yeah, down the middle. Yeah, switch it up, bro. I, I I know. I used to do the same thing, but I, I triangle and I go down the middle. Straight down the middle. He's like, I went to cut it. This was a quote from him. I went to cut it to make it in fancy triangles. Drop the knife, cut his finger on the 15-day. I think that's one of the most ridiculous ones I've ever heard. That's wild. I, um... I respect it because I would, uh, I probably would do the same thing. I, you know, I, Hey, you're, you're getting your pinky stuck if, under if tires. I, so Nick, if I miss two weeks of work anytime in the future, workers you're going to know, you're going to know why, you know, I'm going to have to make sure you can't go into the kitchen at work or anything because <laughs> who knows what could happen in there? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Look, man, I, most of the time I'm just getting coffee in the kitchen. All right. Thank goodness. They, they got some, well, you like the coffee at work. I like the coffee. It's okay. It's not bad. Yeah, I usually fine. get my st- my coffee from home on the way. Ah, I drink it on the way. Okay. Yeah. Do you do you make coffee at home? I do. I have a Keurig, one of those Keurigs. Gotcha. Oh, Shout yeah. out Keurig. So you're, so you're basic. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Basic pretty Nick. much. Yeah, basic Nick, young Nick, TikTok Nick, whatever you want to go with. 
We already got four nicknames for you. I'll that. I got, right, I got Nick. more. Nick, uh, always look, always. It's only been two episodes, but obviously, doing these are very fun. And um, you know, two episodes down, of course. Also, you know, go make sure you check out our YouTube channel, man, because this will be up there. Our last episode will be up there. Um, also, I do a video a week, and go make sure that you check out um, the last video I did. On a player, you know, we decided to look at a player. We we talk about a lot of players that will benefit from the new rules this year. I thought I, I wanted to talk about a player that wasn't necessarily going to benefit. Maybe the opposite. He was going to take a step back because of the new rules. Um, so go watch that video to find out. I thought it was a really interesting one. And we've seen a change already with him in spring because of the new rules. Um, so go watch that. The Shift Baseball on YouTube. Um, and make sure that wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff, Nick, they better go check it out. Do you they agree? got to. They, they got have to. to. They have Apple to. Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, where, wherever you're going to find us, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. We'll be there to talk baseball. Um, you know, uh, go on the YouTube channel. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, like, follow, share Instagram, Twitter. Um, you know, we put our stuff out on our own Twitter, uh, Instagram, the shift, uh, you can follow us right down there. We have our stuff right down there. Wait, is TikTok uh, it's, on there it's, too? Cross, it's going across. Oh, what's that? Is TikTok on there too? TikTok. I, I got to add it to it. I got to add okay. it to it. But follow okay. us on TikTok too. We got the extra, it was extra underscore, right? The extra underscore. Yeah. The, the underscore shift on, I think. Wow. I the forgot already. Underscore, yeah. I Ooh. forgot already. Before we <laughs> it's the extra up. underscore yeah yeah but, yeah uh, we'll be on tiktok but yeah make sure yeah. you check out our tiktoks nick nick does a really good job of oh my god it's playing uh nick does a really good job of uh putting the, the shift uh tiktoks um up there the underscore shift underscore please follow us we will definitely follow back um Nick again, Nick does a really good job with those TikToks, of course. And I post them on Instagram every now and then. So I'm gonna do that as well. We're gonna be having a lot of those for you in the next couple of days. Um, and I think that's about it, Nick. I think I that's think about that's it. it. Yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, we we talked about it in the beginning of the show. Next show is going to be a world baseball classic preview. We're super psyched for that. We hope you are too. So that's gonna do it for today. And we'll we will see you guys early next week. <laughs>